did it. I, I hit the record. We're, we're doing live. it. We're doing it live right now. Hi, Joel. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Trying to Be Better podcast with Joel and Steve. I'm Joel, and that's Steve. I'm Steve. <laughs> I am today. Yeah, today he's Steve. Uh, yeah, we're here. We're, we've got a really special guest tonight. We're really excited to talk to uh, Charlie Shanka, and we'll introduce him in a minute. Yeah. But um, uh, how are you, buddy? How are yeah, you, I'm, Steve? I'm I'm fundamentally okay. I'm honestly just a little bit tired tonight. I'm a little mm-hmm. tired. I was going to drink some coffee, and then I didn't. So, you know. So you get gonna, what you get, fuckers. Yeah, I was going to do the same <laughs> thing. I, I spent, that? I had, to, I had to interview three people and then had another like hour long Zoom. I'm, I've been a lot. I've been on Zoom. A lot of a lot Zoom today. today. A lot of Zoom today. But, but this is different. This is different. Yeah, this is for fun and for free. Except for, except for, uh, we do. You know, if there's anybody out there that really likes the uh, Beyond Burger like we do, yeah, just help mm-hmm. us reach out to them because. We're, trying we're, to be better beyond burgers with, with beyond our burgers, faces yeah. on them that'd be amazing oh that would be amazing the joel and steve special edition <laughs> with like uh <laughs> vegan cheese pockets inside sure let's go with that and jalapenos definitely yeah two large iced teas two large <laughs> uh <laughs> probably get some guacamole with that email um, the show at ttbb podcast podcast at gmail.com at gmail. find us at trying to be better podcast on the instagrams instagrams yep I think um, Charlie's got, like texting somebody. Yeah, he's. I'm just looking down. He's just looking down. Yeah, he's looking down. So, he's waiting patiently. So I've been kind of. So say, Charlie, say hi. Hey, how you doing? Hey, hey I'm Charlie. doing well. Nice to see you, man. Um, how are you too? This is. Uh, so here's the deal for those of you that don't know Charlie is that I. Well, I used to go to school with Charlie. We we were both pursuing higher education. Um, at Lincoln School of Commerce, which is now defunct, Ooh. if that tells you anything. Oh, come um, on. It's Purdue University Online now. We actually sure. moved up the letter. Whatever, change. man. <laughs> I forgot fun. about Lincoln School of Commerce. Yeah, well, it was even a thing. It, it served, I think it served, and I know it served Charlie well. Um, yeah, it worked. Yeah, right. Um, so, anyway, like, um, and so my deal is like, was that like 1999, probably? Turn yeah, of the century. It was the there. turn of the century. Yeah, we started there right in, yeah, right in 98, 99. Yeah. Because, you know, it was after I hadn't Connor started was born. Work, I hadn't started working at ITI yet, which was pre-Y2K. So, but yep. so anyway, like I was newly sober the first time trying to get my life together, working full time and going to school at night full time mostly. And like, I just remember somewhere in that like because i was not okay right <laughs> i was receiving all of the benefits of working step none you know and going to tons of meetings and then like that changed because i was going to school instead of going to meetings right and so there's this guy i hear this voice somewhere in my class and i'm like oh man not the loud guy not the, not the loud oh i got with this guy Charlie was the guy that Charlie was uh, the guy. Yeah. Charlie was so, the guy that was engaged in class and, and well, no, 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 no. Charlie was bothered you, Steve. Charlie was obnoxious. I've never, ever in my life been told that I'm loud or a class distraction. This yeah, I'm sure. Time. Probably yeah. never. Right? I know you were completely in your element. And I, mean, I think that's what bothered me is because you just seemed so okay with yourself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there like, it is. I'm that's like, what bothered you, dude. It was hundred percent. Like, how dare he be so outgoing? How dare you be so okay? Right. Uh, That's crazy because at that time I thought I was like the most inward shy person. I just couldn't. I still, I mean, I'll, we can talk about it later, but I never thought that about myself. I think that, and that's what's so, that's why I wanted to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> just cause like, you know, perception is weird and it's not always reality, you know? Right. Uh, but so like, but so, so like, as I, but we discovered that we had some common interests mostly around music, you know? And yep. uh, you and your, you know, Dirks and some other folks, right? Like uh, you guys were just cool guys. And, and the thing that really, I mean, I know what gelled us was that you wished you had seen the Grateful Dead. I had mm. seen the Grateful Dead and you were mm. into like string cheese incident and mm. uh, new grass and really cool music that was, you know, kind of happening in the fallout of Garcia's passing and all that and, and CD burning. Ah, right. Like that's Lots like you you and I probably had probably a couple of the first non-commercial CD burners in Lincoln. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I had a uh, 2X, 2X external Hewlett Packard that yeah, I had baby, to plug in. You know, uh, 
you know, peripheral port type stuff. And I was just like, okay, you know, and had to just do all kinds of crazy registry hacks to get it to work or anything. But you'd, you'd burn a disc, it would take you 30 minutes, and you uh -huh. would feel so proud oh, of yourself. <laughs> but I but I remember like we traded a ton of discs as I had oh, yeah. a little collection and you had a little collection and then we started doing blanks and postage trades. Oh, and yeah. So we just spent hours hanging out, burning discs at the speed yep. of, you know, two X. Exactly. And bullshitting and really having a good time. And like and so here's the thing, like uh, like I remember you. um, Well, you were you and Nikki, you had Connor. He was a baby. Mm -hmm. And you guys were young, like you got pregnant young. Yeah, we were uh, 21 when we had him, 22 mm -hmm. when we had him, you know, I mean, almost 22. And so like, but like you were both working and going to school full time, right? Right. And, and had a baby at home. Yes, absolutely. Yep. And I just remember thinking like I could, I could barely feed myself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and you guys were like, I knew that I, I, you guys were both working really hard to make this work and, and it was working and that always just impressed the shit out of me. Like I've always had just a ton of respect for you guys because you know, you kind of got thrust into this situation and you just went, okay. And made it work. And, <laughs> Thanks you know? man. I agree with you though. I mean, it was, it was crazy back then. I mean, we just, you know, having a baby at, at 20, at 21, 22, you just don't know what's going on. I had just, you know, been, out of what I can consider my parents, you know, thumb or out from under their thumb or whatever for maybe six months, you know, yeah. nine months. And then Nikki's pregnant and we're like, holy shite, man, what are we going to do here? Because wow. I loved her. So it wasn't, that wasn't the problem, but I was, you know, freaking out about, oh, my parents are going to, you know, blackball me or blah, 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 or people Did are going to talk shit. I don't we think failed. so. They didn't really, they didn't really like go off, you know, they were, they, they kind of like tried to set me down and say, oh, you're, whatever you're doing in life is, you're kind of being a fuck up. You need to, uh, you need to stop, <laughs> you need to stop smoking and stop going to concerts and you need to go get a job at Kawasaki because you don't have a degree. I just work there full time and support your wife. And I'm like, that is such a fifties mentality. That's not yeah. what we're doing. I mean, we're fine. You know, we're actually a full finished school, you know, and then, then as soon as we're done, we're moving to Colorado and they're like, why would you ever do that? And I'm like, don't wow. get me started. But you know, <laughs> I mean, like, There's reasons, you know, it honestly has been a childhood goal. It's kind of funny when I barely started dating Nikki, I was like, Hey, you know, we're starting to like each other a lot, but the minute I graduate, I'm moving to Colorado mm -hmm. and not, you know, I'm going to Denver the minute I graduate, if we can, you know, and, and if that's, if that's something that you would never do, then maybe, you know, we shouldn't get super serious because I'm not willing to give that up, you know? And she's like, I'm, I'm down with Colorado. Let's go. <laughs> I'm like, perfect. We're awesome. Perfect. You, you guys totally did that. Yeah. Yeah. We she, she graduated with her nursing degree and then you moved. She graduated with her nursing degree. And then I finished at, um, Lincoln Solo Commerce and got mine and she, and then we, uh, both, then we just moved to Colorado. Yeah. I was actually at the same job working with you uh -huh. at uh, STI when I uh, landed my inter my first interview in, uh, in Denver, I, I think that I had gotten fired from STI by the time that happened. I think I was gone. Cause I don't, wasn't around for that. Okay. So you were gone by the summer of 2002 then. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah I got unceremoniously fired from that job. I do remember that, I guess. So yeah, I guess you were gone before I was. Cause yeah. I know well, that was, I mean, it was just, that was that job. I couldn't do it. I literally was not together enough as a person to be able to handle being yelled at. Right. For nine hours a day on the telephone. I, I still remember the day in, in class. I don't know. Let's say Windows NT. This is how old we are. We're right, in Windows right. NT nice. 4.0 class. And oh and Steve's I'm like, hey, I got a new job, man. I'm at this software company. It's going to be awesome. You know, they pay pretty well for the uh -huh. time. Blah, blah, blah. You should you should. They're, they're hiring. You should you should go over there. We can talk grateful dead while we work. Uh -huh. And uh, and you said, well, what do you do? And I'm like, well, you're taking support calls, you know, from uh, different IT aspects of uh, accounting software for lawyers. And then you're like, well, that's not going to work for me because I don't like talking on the phone and I hate people. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, okay, that sounds then. like Steve. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm okay, much then. better now. He's oh, doing yeah. much better now. Well, I was like, he has to talk on the phone. Yeah. But at right the now, time, I, I was working third shift at information technology. It was like straight out of, uh, you know, office space or something. Like okay, I had to so put on a, I, next. What's that? You went to ITI after STI then? No, no, no. I went to I were I was working at ITI when I interviewed for STI. Oh, okay. Because I okay. was I was making like almost nothing. I had to wear a suit in the middle of the night for no reason. Right. And and <laughs> working graveyard shift was horrible. 
Oh, I bet sure. you were a real peach at about three thirty, four in the morning. Well, it didn't matter because I was by myself. Oh, that was worse. the joy of that job. Is oh, that okay. I was literally by myself. I was working when I was working Y two K. Like I was literally working, waiting for the world to end. <laughs> in a <laughs> suit by yourself. Yeah, suit, yeah by myself. In a yeah. bunker. It, yeah, it literally, exactly. actually. <laughs> yeah, my job was to change the old the vacuum tapes, the twenty make like the twelve inch tapes. Oh yes. man, nice. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That was what I did. I was a computer operator. That was yeah, so now you Charlie, have all that. You have more storage than that in your phone right now. Than oh, you used to have the, on those yeah. tapes. On his watch. Yeah. I don't yeah. know on my watch. Yeah, for real. Um, but so, were yeah. You, so well, go ahead, Joel. Well, I was just curious. Like, were you, were, are you from Lincoln, Charlie? Did you grow up here? Well, so I did-ish. I mean, well, yes. I mean, I was born in Oklahoma and okay. then um, had an abusive father that kind of took it out on the rest of us. And my mom mm. and him got divorced. And mm. then we moved to Nebraska when I was probably, let's say, four or five. Okay. And then she remarried, and Jim adopted us. Mm-hmm. And so then I was basically, you're a Shanka now, you're in Nebraska now. And it's right. kind of okay. like, you're four or five years old, and you're just like, oh, okay, okay. I guess I'm I'm no longer this guy. I'm this guy now. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's really, literally, a judge sit there and looked I, at me and said, are you cool with having your last name changed from Morris to Shanka? And I'm just like, I guess yes. i'm four i don't have any clue. i don't know, I don't know. Yeah, sure, does it mean whatever. for toys uh what yeah yeah and that was it and i was like okay i guess i'm i'm michael charles shanka now as opposed That's to great. michael charles okay Moore. i was just curious like because i so but the dream was always denver and the mountains and living yeah pretty there. much i went down on vacation when i was like eight from nebraska wow. with my grandparents out here and i was just like colorado is just where it's at and then as i grew mm-hmm. older I was always a Broncos fan and then they got the hockey team and then I saw the music scene out here and I'm like, I'm vacationing in Colorado every minute I can, you know, so there's, you know, let's go. There's just larger things there to do. You know, Nikki was at a hospital and, Mm -hmm. and then in, in Lincoln, Nebraska, and then she jumped right to probably the second or third largest children's hospital in the country. Mm -hmm. And she's been there since she's at Denver children's hospital or children's hospital. Denver. She's been there the whole time. Yeah, she has. I mean, she's done different jobs there and keeps, you know, going up the chain from like, you know, floor nurse to charge nurse to director mm-hmm. to this to that. And now she's across the street in the admin and teaching role and wow, that's professional awesome. service, professional outreach where they're they're like the, some small hospital in Wyoming will be like, we kind of want to be a children's light. How can we do that? Mm-hmm. And so Nikki will fly out there and meet with their, you know, board of directors and say, here's what you need to do to be in partnership with Children's Hospital. And they will and she will teach them how to do that, you know, with all wow. their nurses and write That's out a curriculum cool. program. That's wild. That's awesome. Yeah. So I guess one of the reasons I want to talk to you, you kind of like, I didn't know that about your, like the uh, Oklahoma situation. Right. Right. Um, but here's so like, I mean, we go way back. We, we haven't been super, you know, or like we see each other at concerts in Colorado. Right. And, and flip each other shit over text messages periodically. Yeah. You know? Husker football game every once in a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, it's always I always look forward to seeing you. And we do like you like, you know, me probably better than anybody from a very specific time in my life. Right. So, the, so that's kind of important. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I, like, Charlie, you you had a front row seat for the Steve Urbauer show at the turn of the century, which, frankly, was like the, the writing wasn't great, you know? <laughs> See, I always thought that differently. And maybe maybe mm. right after I moved, maybe right after I moved, things changed for you. But right around that period, I always thought that you had your shit together for someone who had been like a five-year dedicated deadhead. And I was like, see, that's what I wish I could have done and had some freedom, you know, and been like, I want to do whatever I was able to do like Steve did and then decide, oh, oh I want to go to college now and have a job and do this, you know? And I'm like, I kind of mm. felt like I was like, you know, screwed out of that a little bit. Now there's no, I mean, it was my own, not my own fault or anything, just the timing dictated. I didn't really have like a go party and find yourself twenties. Right. I had it's- like a year. You know, and right. then all of a sudden I'm like, grow up or get your ass kicked by life and your kid's going to despise you, you know, and I'm like, let's grow up, you know, let's do this. But you see know? that wow. like what you just described was what I wanted too, but mm-hmm. what okay. I had was just crushing self-loathing and drug addiction. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like there wasn't, there wasn't like, like the dead scene kind of nurtured me through that. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm terrified sure. to think what what I what I would ended up like had I not like ran off with the Grateful Dead. 
Mm. Absolutely. Because I was a mess. You know what well, I'm you saying? Told, I think you said that once in one of your dead podcasts. You said you were sitting somewhere on a porch, maybe in Florida, yep. and here California. comes sunshine. California, mm. and here comes sunshine came on. Yep. And you're kind of like, this is what I want to do. Yep. I remember that story because I liked it. I was like, I wish I had the balls to say I want that. that. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, 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 wish, I wish everybody could have that. Yeah. I, really, I think it's really interesting, though, Charlie and Steve, that, that you saw it one way. Mm. Steve was feeling it a different way. And that those two, I mean, I'm, you know, forgive me for waxing philosophical, but I, I don't know either of you from that really, from that time really. Right. So it's like, right. it's really interesting for, for Steve, you know, like that you were, you were beaten down or at least felt really isolated and shitty, Steve. Oh, but I felt to, very isolated. Right. But to Charlie, you were like, man, this guy got it going I on. I got to, you know, toot his hooter for five years with the dead and have fun and get wild and, you yeah, know, he plays guitar and you know, yeah, yeah, stuff together. He could well, be in see, a band if he wants. The guitar, yeah. the, the guitar just adds twenty cool points like right away. Yes, of course. So, so anyway, like so, we kind of we had that time, and then you went off to Denver, and I didn't, and um, and you, I like we, I we keep in sort of contact, and like you seem like you were doing really well. You got the job at the law firm because of the software technology thing, and right, Nikki's nursing, and and uh. Owen came along and like you were just doing, and, and so I'd see you at shows periodically. I would come out to Red Rocks like right. every once in a while, you know, and uh, like everybody's doing good, you know. Yep. And like, so I did not, and this is, and you can talk about this as much as you want, but like you're, you kind of like you started to kind of get sober a few years ago, four or five, right? Yeah, I think I haven't drank in six years now. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just quit drinking. I don't know. I don't know how you want to define it. Get sober, just whatever. Just I just quit drinking. I was like, you know, this sucks. This is yeah. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of feeling like this. I'm just done. And I just basically just quit, you know, and I haven't really looked back. You know, first few months I went to some meetings and things and talked to people. And yeah. then, you know, and then I was just like, you know, I just I just despise that person or that I could get into that. It's really weird. I mean, I had this whole it's so it's such a tangled web. I mean, if you go back and I always thought that um, I would never drink growing up because I was pissed off at my alcoholic kid beating father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That he was a drunk that decided that the booze was more important than his family. And then I was yeah. always pissed off about that. I'm like, that's yeah, why I'm, well, I'm a shanka. That's why I'm in Nebraska and not with my grandparents and living in Oklahoma with all my cousins and aunts and stuff. You know, I'm up here now and and this and that, you know, and it was confusing, you know, because it always ter- always was told what a horrible person this person was. And mm. so you associate alcohol with horrible person. Mm. And so then I was like, I'll never drink. I'll never, ever, ever drink, you know? And then my stepbrother, he started partying in high school. And then honestly, about senior year, New Year's Eve, he's like, come on, man, let's just go out. And I was like, screw it, you know? And ended up drinking Purple Passion with him all night. And he was <laughs> drinking beers. I was a wuss. I'm 18 years old and never even drank. Wow. And I'm like, okay, my, you know, whatever. And then. And, you know, get so hung over, you can't stand it the next day. But that night ended up turning into a shit show, as those things do when you're unexperienced and uh-huh. getting yelled at by our parents when we came home, you know, because, of course, we're 18 and all uh-huh. that, you know. But then after that, then I started, I don't know, I just kind of just partied, you know, through whatever, you know, as much as I could. Not like crazy levels, but, you know, concerts and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but I always kind of had that. I always kind of had that disappointment feeling in myself. Like, well, you said you were never going to be a boozer and now you kind of are. So you failed, you know, <laughs> even though I wasn't like, you know, I wasn't out getting DUIs or getting tossed in jail or anything, you know, I was just kind of like pissed off, you know, that I was like, well, you know, maybe you shouldn't have done that because who knows, you know, then I had like the guilt or not guilt, but I just think that I think I had just this weird feeling that everybody in my inner family and the and the Shanka side of my family was looking down on us. So we had a kid so early and mm. thought that we were just kind of like, you know, just trashy or whatever, you know, and it just really was a weird feeling. Nikki wasn't getting that at all from her family. Right. Um, but I never felt that way. I thought you guys were killing it. Yeah. Anyway, so it's, it's, it's weird how you see it from yourself. Cause I was seeing my other friends from high yeah. school, like graduating UNL. Oh yeah. yeah, you know? yeah. Oh and yeah. I, that's real. And we have a baby and I'm barely getting it, you know, at Lincoln school of commerce. So I'm just like, okay, who right. fucked up here? Because these were the guys that I considered, you know, that I was acing in high school and stuff, you know, and I'm like, right. and all this stuff, you know, and I'm like, Oh man. And now so why am I the fuck up? You, you know, definitely, <laughs> you definitely <laughs> got, but it's not like you, you weren't like you, I mean, like, uh, the, like having a baby thing, like that's, um, that's different than like just not being motivated. Right. That's right. a different 
dynamic entirely you know it's like you right. kind of got sidetracked for a little while you know right mm-hmm. you had other priorities absolutely like going to the grocery store with a calculator no yeah. you can only spend <laughs> this much yeah <laughs> right yeah no that's real that's oh real. yeah how things have changed i remember that yeah. it was the grocery store right next to you man over on 17th in washington oh yeah that lovely iga Dangerous is that's what we Danger call it. exactly. Danger it, was getting, it was it was getting sketched back then, but I'm pretty sure it's a little different now. Oh, it's a it's a circus now. I'm sure. I th- I just think that it's fascinating, Charlie. It means somebody who sort of still uh, exists in rooms of recovery. Um, that somebody is just like, yeah, I'm done with that. Like I, I uh, this is there's ca- this drinking's caused me some problems. I think I'm gonna stop. I mean, I'm sure it wasn't that simple or that easy, but I mean, I think that's. I, I, that's really refreshing to hear because sometimes even in my own mind, I can think, well, you've got to have treatment and meetings and all this stuff. And then that's not always the case. That's not everybody's story with quitting drinking. Right. And I think, you know, I could, and I can see all kinds of, and I do, I see the benefits every day. I have great friends out here and great friends back there that have worked the program and they're kicking butt. I mean, yeah. a good friend out here, Marissa, who's God, I think she's seven years in now yeah. and just completely clean and sober. And she was a train wreck 10 years ago mm-hmm. I mean, and we, to the point of, we didn't want to hang out with her. Mm-hmm. Now she's just lovely. I mean, she's great to be around. She's got yeah, her stuff together, cool. got a job, you know, she's all healthy and everything. And it's like, that can just tear you apart. You know mm-hmm. I mean? And so when I was thinking about it, I was just like, I'm tired of waking up even more self-loathing than I had the day before <laughs> because it was just there, you know? And then it's weird. And maybe you, maybe you have heard this when Steve mentioned self-loathing. I mean, you get this voice in your head that just kind of like, you suck, you suck. You know, you see yourself in yeah, the mirror. Right. You suck, you suck. You did this wrong. You did this wrong. Well, booze can turn that voice off like that, oh, you know? And so, so good. four or five, four or five, six beers and you don't hear that voice saying you suck no. anymore. So nope. it's a great night just out. have another. It just turns into you're, you're doing great, man. Yeah. Just have another. You, know, yeah you don't you're suck. Gorgeous. You're gorgeous. You know, great. Yeah, and then you realize, well, that sucks to, yeah. to want that. You know, you're just like, so I got to go out and, you know, down six IPAs just to not think I suck. Well, that's not yeah. fun, you know? And then you're yeah. like, okay. And then. And then, you know, then, then, then just the, the depression that comes after when you go. And it wasn't like I said, it wasn't like I was doing this every day or anything. But if I wanted to go out and party, I would go out. I'm thinking, I'm not going to go have one beer. I'm going to have none or I'm going to have 10, you know, or whatever, you know. And these aren't like Miller Lights. These are like, I was right. going with like bourbon aged stouts at the time, you know. So we're talking 10 percenters, you know. But that was yeah. just the point, you know. It's like, I'm not having one. I'm having zero or I'm having 10. <laughs> and that's the point, you know, and it's like, well, right. that sucks. You don't yeah. need that. You know, right. once you figure that out, it's like, okay. Yeah. And then, you know, it was great going to some of the meetings around here and just talking to people. And it's, you, you kind of see, and it's, and, and you can see this in some of the stories. It's like, you see um, a role model by default or a, or a, or an anti-role model, you know, you, right. you don't yeah. want to do, you don't want to do that. Everybody's you know, an example. Story and you're like, like I yeah. don't want to do that, you know, or I don't want to be there. You know, and so you think about things differently. And, you know, I had friends up here, you know, that were like, I didn't even think you have a problem. I drink way more than you. And I'm like, I know, but that's just, I just, for me, it's just, you know, and they're like, and I, and I was never, in, I'm never like really into the harder drugs, you know, I mean, I'll smoke, you know, or mm-hmm. I, you know, and then, uh, you know, there's a few times I experiment with psychedelics and stuff, but that's long gone, never gotten mm-hmm. to the powders or the craziness, you know, and so I'm okay mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad yeah. I didn't have that to deal with. You know, right, I mean, self-loathing right. is bad enough. It'd be bad <laughs> to have like an addiction on top of that to things, you know, that were just horrible. Cause yeah, it I makes could... the circus a little more mm, sharp, edgy, yeah. edgy right. range. Mm-hmm. The clowns look a little scarier. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Hmm. So, so that started like, what, six years ago? When I just stopped entirely? Yeah, yeah. yeah So yeah, like... It was Raptor Broncos won the Super Bowl. So, yeah, six years ago. So, you had an experience, what, three years ago, maybe two years ago, Mm -hmm. where like kind of the past reared its ugly head in sobriety. Yes. That's Mm -hmm. what I like. I, that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you about because that's like, like you, you, like you, you, your brain kind of turned on you, I think, or not, not necessarily turned on you, but like some of the things that you just, were maybe unaddressed from your past right hmm. started coming out in ways that weren't awesome <laughs> oh it did it came out like it, it really i mean the catalyst i believe was um a really good musician and he ended up becoming a friend of mine jeff oh, austin yeah. jeff austin band yep and so jeff yep. austin um 
he was basically, I mean, he was the guy for us. I mean, we came out here and yep. he was, was your, he was your guy. He was, he was the guy. Yeah, he was yeah, just yeah. his bands or his side projects that we'd hang mm -hmm. out with him. And he was the guy mm -hmm. for us musically anyway. In about 2000, and we all knew he had his issues, like rock stars end up doing, you know, and we're looking, you yeah. know, saying, okay, you know, let's hopefully Jeff can get this turned around or whatever, you know, and he would right. for a bit, and then he wouldn't for a bit, and then eventually his bandmates kicked him out around 2014. Yep. And yonder. Uh, that was yonder. He kicked him out of Yonder Mountain String Band. Yes. Right? Okay. Yep. They kicked yeah. him out. Well, I mean, okay, let's official channels say he quit. I will right. say otherwise. Sure. Right. 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 Um, so, um, Anyways, uh, so he, you know, he was out of the band and trying to do his stuff and everything. And then he seemed to almost get it together and then have a fallback and then mm -hmm. almost get it together and have a fallback. And we're like, just waiting for this energy and this train to come back through so we can all hop on board again. We're like, okay, he's married. He has a couple kids of his own now. He's, mm -hmm. he's kicking ass. Mm -hmm. We see him in April of 2018, you know, 19, whatever this was, 19. 19. And he is just on top of the world. And we're all mm -hmm. like, okay, he's back. He mm -hmm. is back. Jeff Austin is back. And this summer is going to be just the greatest ever. Mm -hmm. See him a month and a half later. The guy can barely walk, barely speak. He's crying mm -hmm. on stage. He says his life is shit from stage to yeah, an that's, audience. That's not great. Um, yeah. We're looking at him and I'm like, and I know him well enough to be like, Jeff, this isn't okay. You know, I've known you for 20 years now as at least a fan. And now we're friends. And I ended up Facebooking his wife saying, someone needs to get Jeff off the road right now. Yeah. He is headed for an absolute disaster. Yeah. I mean, he seriously, he couldn't like, I mean, three words into the first song and it's just complete train wreck. And we're like, he can't function. And then the whole show was a disaster like that for an hour and a half. Had to restart songs several times that he's played a thousand times. and just couldn't get through mm -hmm. it. He's crying at the end saying, I'm sorry, but my life is shit right now. And we're all like, okay, you don't say that to a live audience full of fans, but unless something's really wrong, talk to, I know I get a message to his wife and she's like, we're fine. He's just tired. He's been doing everything on his own. Three weeks later, he kills it. He hangs himself. Mm. He's got young children at home and I, I lost it. I absolutely broke down. Like mm -hmm. something inside broke mm -hmm. and it wasn't even like, because I think, you know, since I, you know, you always have like, not, I don't know if you want to call it a hero or something, but somebody that you wish you could be if you weren't yourself sure. just for a little while. And I was always, yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'd love to be Jeff Austin on stage for a day, 10 days, a tour, you know? Right. And when that happened, I just lost it. I'm like, this guy had his stuff back together. He mm. has this beautiful wife and these two beautiful children of his own and one and his other one that he adopted. And it's just got, he's, he's coming back. And yet, no, mm. you know, just no. And so just things just all kind of fell apart at that moment. It, it honestly, it triggered me to the point where my brother 10 years ago passed away and he was an alcoholic and our last words were in anger, basically me telling him to get his shit together mm -hmm. because he's pissing off the family. And I'm like, you really need to like, you know, get your shit together. And he's yelling at me saying I'm the chosen one and all this nonsense, I guess, brother, you know, sibling rivalry or whatever. And I always right. thought the opposite. I thought he was the chosen one. Right. Thought I was a chosen one <laughs> too bad. We couldn't have actually talked together. And, uh, but, um, and he ended up, um, I mean, they say they don't really know he stepped in front of traffic. And so I don't know if it was at a drunken haze, but they didn't charge the driver, mm. but he was just on a massive bender and basically had, somehow checked into a hotel and the next day was planning on just like staggering into Vegas. Cause that's what he would do when he would go on just a terrible bender. And, but he stepped out in traffic and, you know, and so that was 10 years prior. So when I'm telling Jeff Austin's wife, this, I'm like, this is exactly what I saw 10 years ago, you know, because I had posted on Jeff Austin's in a, in a, in a message board that I'm on saying last night's performance was shit guys. We need to, t whoever can talk to Jeff, get him off the road, you know, blah, blah. I thought I was doing him a favor. Mm -hmm. But then he and his wife were kind of like, well, if you were a real fan, you wouldn't have posted that online and kind of gave me some shit for it. And mm -hmm. so two, you know, three weeks later, he's dead. And so, of course, I'm taking that to heart, you know, because right. I'm like, I'm one of his biggest fans. And I just trashed him online mm -hmm. for what he, for the performance he gave last night. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he kind of called me out for it. And then he dies three weeks later. So I'm just losing it, you know, because but you, you see you see the you see the act of service that was now, though. Right. I mean, you see the love and the compassion that was there now. Right. Like, now I do. Yeah. Okay. And his, his okay. wife does and everything. I mean, we had a, okay. they had a memorial service for him out here and she just hugged me and broke down, said she was so sorry yeah. for not listening to me and stuff. And I'm like, mm -hmm. well, there's nothing we could any of us could have done if he was already in the mindset to do that. You know, I mean, 
I just, I just, I, I, I appreciate you being so vulnerable and open, Charlie, because that is, that is so, it's super powerful for a lot of reasons. Being on, being somebody who is in recovery and sober, it's so, it's so intense to, I just, I relate in some ways, not to the level that, you know, uh, Jeff Austin was like uh, being at that, being at that point where you are being adored by people, but yet saying everything sucks. Like you are in literally in the spotlight right? with people that paid good money to come see you do your thing. And you cannot see it. You can't see beyond the lip of the stage. Yeah. I mean, that if that's not a perfect sort of image of, of drug addiction, alcoholism, you know, mental illness, all wrapped up into one where it's like, you're here with all the tools and all the, all the people rooting for you and you just can't see it. And, uh, I, I don't know. That's really, that's really, that's, that's, that's a lot. No, I, I agree with you hundred percent. It's, it's hard. That's, and that's what I, you know, I've, I have no shame in my game. I go to therapy now and I, well, I don't go anymore. We do it on zoom and everything. Right. Yeah. Mean, isn't that weird? I, well, I, that... I talk with, you know, once every two weeks, if things get dicey, I'll say, can we bump it to once a week, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I usually try to alternate therapy and then voice lessons every other week because I have a friend from high school who's uh, who ended up becoming like a professional opera singer and stuff. But I, I'm trying to sing and play guitar more and want to get my chops back. So I'll do a nice. half hour Zoom with her and play her a couple songs and she'll say, okay, do this, do this, you know, change your twang here, do this, you know, and just help me. You know, change your twang. So that's, 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 that's as good as therapy and it's cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Some so what and I hang out with Kim and you know, it's awesome. So how did like, what did that next year look like after Jeff passed and like, how did that hit? Like, how did you react so to that? Like, how Jeff did you passed, get, how did you get on, from that point to going to therapy twice a week? Yeah. So that was a long summer and I'll give you a quick, I'll try to quickly or, you know, go quicker. No, you're good. <laughs> you're good. Podcast away. You know, I could do this, but no, uh, this, is, this is, this is, this is what okay. I, I want. This okay. is like, where the meat is you know okay well so jeff 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 hanged himself over the weekend on it was telluride bluegrass festival weekend which is huge for mm-hmm. yeah, people in colorado deal. the jam the jamgrass fan scene it's just huge right it's a big deal yeah and all of a sudden there was like a twitter pop and somebody posted on the jeff austin page saying is this true because there was something on twitter saying jeff austin is dead this is some coming out of seattle and so I'm doing spin and deflect because I'm the moderator of his fan page on Facebook, one of them, and I'm doing spin and deflect all day long. Mm. Ends up coming up true, you know, and so we're all just wrecked. You know, that weekend kind of passes and we're still all in shock. We just don't, we can't believe this happened. Tuesday, I'm sitting in the parking lot at my son's tennis practice and I just start like shaking and shuddering and like sobbing to the point where I can't get control of myself and I Mm. don't know what's going on. Mm. Nikki just calls me out of the blue because she was coming home from work or something. Just wanted to talk to me. And she knew I was just sitting in the parking lot of practice. And she realized like quickly that I couldn't like make words and, you know, and speak coherently. So she's like, I'm just coming to get you. Please do not start that car and drive. And I'm like, don't worry about that. (laughs) (laughs) And so she comes out and I just lost it. And things Mm. just spiraled worse. And just things just started coming up about just childhood stuff. I mean, there were just like almost like flashbacks that what you see in the movies where you just see like this like traumatic violent scene in your head and mm-hmm. then it goes away, like getting hit or getting held against my will, things like that, getting mm-hmm. just ripped on, made fun of, being called fat, being ashamed for being fat, this, that, this, that. Stuff just starts coming up and it's coming up fast and I have no lid on it and it's just firing off like a volcano. And Nikki's like, oh my God, I had no idea. She's like, I had no idea. I, she didn't even know. She didn't even know some of this stuff. And she's the, the closest ever, person in your life. Yeah, right? and she's. it's the first time I've ever admitted to myself mm-hmm. the, the, the source of some of these abuses mm-hmm. that I could never even admit to myself or whatever. And mm-hmm. then I had, things just were breaking down. I mm-hmm. mean, physically breaking down. I didn't eat for four days, five days in a row. Mm-hmm. You know, um, just things like that, you know. And so... The next morning we go into my doctor doctor you know and um and she's like okay you really need to calm down here and she's like i know you're anti meds for the most part i mean she's talked into me like this tiny dose that she says is like a kid's level but i just it goes back to the pill popping that my family did i am right. i'm scared of pills right. my family had a massive pill thing going growing up and i mm-hmm. Nick, i don't even take aspirin and stuff i'm like i can get through this you know because i just don't like pills 
And I've made that perfectly clear to any therapist or doctor that's talked to me because I've got family issues with pills, lots Wow. of them, and I just don't Right. want them. Right. And so, um, but I'll, I'll take, you know, what she says just for, you know, and uh, she's like, we need to do this. I need to get you into, you need to call your therapist, get her, that therapist, we were talking to her and I had Nikki sit in with me and she has the forge to talk about things together sometimes because Nikki likes it too. And I'm like, Hey, you want to sit in here and just, we can rap with Barb together. And she's like, yeah. And, um, but just stuff kept coming out, coming out more. And she's like, Charlie, you need to do some EMDR. Oh, wow. She's like, Awesome. My wife does EMDR, like uh, yeah, by it's trade. great. You know, it's a rapid eye movement Mm and you, and it brings up trauma. And so she gave me a lady's number and I called Christina and, and I started going to EMDR sessions and that's -hmm. Was it when helpful? it was taught. Did it work? Oh, it was very, very helpful. And I don't Oh, know how, good. So I thought I'd tried it once before and it didn't seem to be helpful. Maybe I wasn't in the place yet. You know, maybe the whole Right. chest thing just split me open to the point where here comes Yeah. the bolt, here comes the magma. It's That's that's kind of. I mean, Yeah. I I I teach theater, Charlie. I'm in no way a therapist or a professional in that way, but it sounds like, thank goodness you had your wife and people around you, because Oh, absolutely. you know, like the yeah, the earth opened up and it was like here comes here comes the lava, and Yep. you were at that point willing to look at that stuff. So EMDR was like useful because you were like your spirit was it couldn't avoid. the shit Right. that was coming up. Like, it was just like, here it is. We've got to deal with that. Right. And I, and I just want to say like, it's, it's not lost on me that we're three, you know, middle-aged dudes talking about, you know, trauma and therapy. And, and Right. I think that that's really, really fucking important. And I'm just really grateful that you're willing to share about that shit, dude. And, and your journey with that, because, you know, <laughs> there's uh, that sort of toxic masculinity I was culture just going to say that. Bullshit. yeah please yeah <laughs> that, that I mean, shit we, that we all, I mean, did you grow up in Nebraska too? I mean, Steve, yep you didn't really grow up in, well, you did. I mean, yeah you were i there, did you were back, i'm a rusty you were guy back. basically So, okay, so we're all Midwestern dudes, all right? yep yep We don't talk about that shit in the Midwest. right You don't right talk about things. You don't, you just put your head down and you move on. Stuff's not that bad. There was, there was the worst winter last winter. I mean, just, you don't talk about right things. I mean, right that's just downplaying ingrained in your yeah head. yep From day one, I mean, we just you just don't talk about things. You know, it's it's crazy. And then you, That's why then when you I play just, your podcast, I'm like, that's so awesome because you know it's the whole, and you see it everywhere. You know, I just notice it. I think sometimes when I come home, you know, you see bro culture going hardcore. yeah, oh yeah, You know, yeah, yeah. I'm like that. Remind there was a lot. You know, I'm sure there's a lot out here too, but there's also a lot of things to counter that. So you, Right. yeah, I keep myself in you know my circle, so I don't see bro culture unless I'm downtown at the sporting events, and then I kind of laugh. You know. Yeah, right, But, right. you know, I just, I just, you know, you just notice that every once in wherever you're at. And I'm like, that's so what it was, you know, that's why even after high school and stuff, you thought, I thought I failed because I made a baby before the the plan of you graduate, you do this, you do Right. this, you got to get that, Mm, right. you got to get that house out in the knolls and do this and that, Right. you know, The like, Knowles? Come on, man. well, That's back old in school. the eighties, The Knowles has back been in, leveled, dude. oh, okay. Back in the eighties and nineties, that was like a target, right? Oh, for sure. Right. <laughs> well, it's just funny that that's the plan or like, I love that you mentioned that. And I don't want to drive by that point, Charlie, because it's like, I can, I can recall those messages of, well, let, you know, put your head down, dust yourself off, get back out there. Or if it gets real bad, you need to go to church more and pray more, you know? And like, Right. you need, you need, you need some visible thing to fix it. And without any effort on your part, it's just going to happen or something. And that is a very toxic Midwest. Yeah. Well, it's everywhere, but I, I hear that a lot. I, I think there's some, some DNA baked into this part of the world where men are expected to lock it up, Man up. man up, move forward, you know, and, and, um, I'm just, I'm, I, I know we're cutting, cutting you off. I just want to make No, sure, not I just at all. want to make sure that point is, is really clear. I'm really, it's really beautiful. And if you could maybe talk a little bit more about that journey, like those first, those first therapy appointments and was that a freeing experience? Like It was, how has that been for you? I mean, they were great. I mean, they were, um, I was so just, I was, I took eight weeks off work at Yeah. that point. I remember I took that. FMLA because I wasn't able to function. I really wasn't. I like, So I, that was after the Boulder 19 Dead and Company shows, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because So I remember, all of because that I happened. remember that. I remember, and I, I kind of feel bad. I don't know. Like, I got, there was something wrong, and, but I couldn't quite put my finger on it. And I was kind of up in my head about my own shit. And Right. 
And we had come out kind of as a group from Lincoln. So I wanted to hang out with that group. And I was like, hey, there's Charlie. All right. Well, I'm going to go back over to the other side of the stadium or whatever. See ya. And then, like, the next day, you weren't there. Right. Mm. And I think it was Dirks that was like, yeah, yesterday didn't go very well. Mm. So what happened there? And I have no problem talking about this. So what? And, and it's actually good when I do. It's so weird. So I mean, now that I look back, it's not weird. But so yeah. Jeff, so Jeff died, let's say, you know, the 22nd or something. And then like the dead and company shows are the following week, oh, following weekend. Wow. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, so Jeff, so I'm a disaster, you know, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. See, and I, Wednesday, I could tell whatever. that something was wrong, but I didn't like it. Didn't, yeah. I had no idea the gravity of the situation. You know what I'm saying? And so with that, that night is when like a major, like lightning bolt break. Yeah, yeah. too. Because what happened is, so my sister and her husband wanted to come out and um, we said, that's cool. Cause they wanted to see, he was really getting a dead and company at the time. And I was like, good, because he had never been a deadhead at all growing up. He was just right. like, no, everyone made fun of him and stuff in Fremont, Nebraska. And so I never listened to him and I'm like, right. well, and so he started actually listening to dead and company more than the dead. And I'm like, well, I'll give you a pass because you, whatever, you never heard right. the dead. Right, right, right. I'll give you a pass all because right, this, right, is right. this is what's happening right now. So right. I get it. Hey, I never saw Jerry. I get it. Right. I mean, I get right. it. I get it. Uh, people that have say it's you know everything else sucks you know since yeah. no, I, I don't say that it doesn't but a lot of people he's do. cool sure but anyway yeah. so so we're at the show and then well things are just the, the, when they were up here things were okay but I, you could tell i was on edge i was just losing my mind uh-huh. and then uh we go to the show and then uh we're at the show and a hailstorm comes in and they yeah. see us all under the overhangs yeah, yeah. So we're all oh yeah for a while blah 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 finally the hailstorm dissipates and they send us back to our seats and these people are in our seats. And I'm like, okay, that's fine because it's GA, but look, all of our stuff is here. You guys should probably just scoot over there. Right. And they get all pissed and just start yelling at me. And I'm in no position at right now to like right. be bullied or be told that I, you know, and I'm like, no, I'm not moving. I'm like, I'll stand here. <laughs> I'll stand, stand here. <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna stand right here. Right. And then the so the girl in the relationship starts yelling and screaming at me, and then she starts oh, no. like running at me and like trying to elbow me out of the way, but I'm like She's like a buck oh five, and I'm like, you know, 275. So she's kind of like bouncing off me as she tries to push me away. And I'm like, this isn't going to work. And then her, her husband is kind of like, or guys, like, dude, just move. I'm like, well, you guys, look, our water and stuff is here. Just go somewhere else, man. We've been here since like an hour before the showtime. Right. Go away. And then um, it just escalates and escalates and escalates. And then my brother in law and sister come back, and then they start yelling, not at them, at me. And oh, they're like, no. there are a few, there are a few in at this point. I think they've had yeah. a couple, you know, and, and I'm like, I had had like a, a pot soda thing. And then, you know, but I'm like, uh-huh. okay, so I'm high. Right. I, I smoked some pot. I'm not like right. in rage mode. Okay. Right. And right. Like, Oh, you were so high. You were in rage mode. I'm like, there is no such thing. There's no, it's not a thing. No you just thing. get real tired. Yes. Right. And that's, that's, that's all I have is marijuana and iced tea in my system. Okay. So I'm not like, you know, going crazy here. The shit escalates. Then JJ starts yelling and he leaves, just leaves the situation. Then the girl starts, she starts firing up and like throwing punches at me. And I'm still yeah. laughing because I'm like, I'm not going to be bullied. This isn't going to happen. You know, the security comes over and what's going on here. And I'm like, well, these people want me to leave and I don't want to leave and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, well, what's going on? I'm like, well, they're like, well, do you want to leave? And I'm like, no, this girl hit me and everybody around here saw it. So you can take her out or she can leave on her own. Right. But I'm keeping these seats. And then everything, the script just flipped. The cops are like, did people see her hit you? And everyone's like, yeah, she full on punched him. And he's like, do you want me to take her to jail? I'm like, no, she can leave willingly or you can take her. That's the choice. Right. Oh, that's not deadhead. Like and they're all yelling at me. And I'm like, dude, oh, wow. you have the choice now. You can leave willingly. Right. Or you can go to jail. And so finally they left. And my sister started yelling at me. What the hell is wrong with you? This is not like you. What in the mm. F in your whole goddamn effing life is so wrong. I'm tired of your mental health issues. And just starts mm. lambasting me, all right? Mm. JJ is gone. And I'm already pissed that, like, I'm about to possibly be in a fight. And yeah. like, I don't get into a fight. But if I if something happens, people shouldn't leave you. Right. Like, they need to yeah. stick. You know who your brothers are when they stick by you? Like, yeah. Shane Dirks. Steve knows Shane Dirk. Shane yeah, Dirk's yeah. a small dude. He's not going to fight or be able to be in a fight. But, but he, he didn't, didn't stand he, there. <laughs> he stood there right next to me just to make sure stuff didn't get yeah, bad. Yeah, you know? yeah. Dirk's and is good so like that. When that happened, you know, screaming at me. And then finally, if this is all before the music's not even playing. This is all before the show. Right. And she's like, so what in the F is so bad in your life that you just have to have these breakdowns or whatever? And I'm just like, 
maybe because your father sexually assaulted me when I was a kid and blah, 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 blah. And this is my stepdad, her biological dad, mm -hmm. the one that adopted us and everything. And it just mm -hmm. came out. It wow. just came out like wow. a freaking volcano. Wow. And I honestly don't even know if I'm merging memories or whatever because I was three, four, five years old and yeah. everything is right. just so horrible and so traumatic. And all of a sudden I have a dad if I look this way and now this guy's dad and I'm merging. Mm -hmm. I just don't know what's going on, you know, and I've been right. working on that stuff too, yeah. you know. But there was a whole lot of stuff that just came up. Well, she just lost it because obviously that's her dad. Right. So she and she and her husband just left. They just left Boulder. They just left. Wow. They left me in Boulder. Well, I'm like in the middle of a nervous breakdown. They just oh, left. No. They just went to oh, no. Wow. And so I'm just sitting there and eventually I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm in a calm enough place where I'll just drive myself home again. I'm not hammered or anything. So I'll just go home mm. and ended up driving home and they were staying at our house. Oh, but when no. they got home, when they got home, you know, Nikki said that they, they, um, had just, uh, went straight to bed and everything. And then, um, and the next day we kind of had a little bit of an issue and I, I said, you should, I should probably leave because, you know, we're not going to agree on this and if we're going to mm -hmm. fight about this, you know, and they, then my family ends up, they end up saying that I'm just a pothead and that's why the whole situation went sideways. Sure. And I'm like, right. no, I really have some serious mental health issues that I need to address. Sure, I'm a pothead, fine, but that's not what made me blow right. up. Yeah, but pothead, I mean, and I have mental yeah. health stuff that needs that needs to be worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm kind of like, look, man. I mean, I'd probably better that I didn't explode, you know. <laughs> but uh, but so that's where you were, and uh, it has been, and then so after that, that's when I started doing some EMDR with Christina and everything. Because like I said, it's all within that week, and Christina said, you know, maybe you should. You know, once we start getting some things out, she's like, have you ever told your mom all these things that you were thinking about that divorce and all this stuff, you know, and not like to not like to, you know, just bitch at her, just to say, this is what I think about this, you know, mm -hmm. and um, I kind of told her, I, I wrote her an email and said, look, you know, and, 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 and Christina even read it. And she's like, that's perfect. That's an adult thing to do. She's like, you're mm -hmm. not in a place where you can actually verbalize right now, but this is a thing to, to start. Yeah. Well, I did that. And then apparently she shared that email, which I was considering completely the utmost private of all private things, shared that with my sisters. And then I just get the, I get my sister just calling and telling me what a piece of shit I am oh. first. And she never wants to speak to me again. This is my older sister and how she'll mm. never, ever talk to me again. And mm. how I'm just the worst. And I was a terrible child and all this shit. And I'm just like, see, Thank okay, I, there we are. You know, I'm like, yeah. okay. So well, that's kind of so where that went. And, Charlie, yeah. the, the, like the, what happens when we actually start getting honest about that shit, especially in, in dynamics. And I don't want to assume anything about your family, but in those dynamics where it's like the, the, if, if other folks aren't ready to look at that stuff, it's, it's a violent protection of their construct, memory, their construct, right. their memory. And, you know, I don't know all the ins and outs, but to, to just know that you've walked through your healing continuously since mm -hmm. is a, is a commitment to you, to your wife, to your kids, to, to us, right. And to me right now that like you, you n allowing the noise to be the noise and continuing mm -hmm. to like do the shit in front of you to heal. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was that sort of the, was that sort of the, the motivation at the time? Was yeah. Like, I mean, honestly, I, I, I got to heal this shit. I take um I take solace in um it's actually a Jeff Austin pen written song but the song is called Keep On Going mm. and unfortunately he didn't but I'm going right. to and it's always keep on going I actually put it on my arm nice. and um wow. there's just and I have it at my license plate of my Jeep that I, I made it keep on going I actually made a keep on going dot life anti suicide website oh, right wow. after this um, happened. I haven't updated as much as I want to, but there's resources and stuff on there and I'd like to get cool. more back involved. People were trying to say, let's start up a 501 C3 on this, you know, yeah. I'm like right now I just do not have that kind of time to dedicate, but I, I understand would that. like to, I bought the domain and I own it and I registered nice. it with the state. Keep on going dot life. Uh-huh. Keep on okay. going dot life. Yeah. All right. Cool. And so I kind of wrote my story in there, like why this site was, you know, built and things like I've, that. You know? I remember you doing that. I've seen the website. Yeah. I and it's just, I, like I said, I got really lapsed with updating it and stuff. It's old, you know, so but here's I, mean, the I, thing. I still have it, you know, I'll get back on it. And stuff, here's the so. thing that's just tickled me the last year or so is you sending me videos of you playing guitar and you've been, you played shows. Yeah. A couple. Like, like that's wow. like, that's so amazing that you're like, to me, that's, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but that seems like it's part 
of like your commitment to healing and just being like, you know what? I'm going to be creative. I'm going to yeah. go play music mm. to honor your lost brother and yep. to help yourself because music is healing period. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's absolute therapy for me. And, it, and it's, um, I wanted to, I've wanted to play a guitar and just be on a stage since I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. And for some reason I just squashed that out of my mind and thought, yep. you know, maybe when we had a baby or whatever, just, Oh, that's just for, can't you know, do that got to work. Can't do that. Can't do that. And then a few yeah. years ago, Nikki said, you know, was there ever a present you wanted as a kid that you never really got one of? And I'm like, Oh, I just wanted an acoustic guitar, but never really gave it much thought. And so she got me, she took me to the guitar shop. We bought a used, you know, just a used $150 Fender acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. And I just been playing that. And then after that happened with Jeff and everything, I just started just cranking it up, playing it all the time. Mm-hmm. And now COVID made more and more and more. Right. And I'm actually thinking of working up some songs with you to open up a show in June. That'd be so Josh great. Dude. We can do that over zoom. Absolutely. That's amazing. Yes. I, I know all the same awesome. songs. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so. That video you sent of you, I don't remember the song, but you were playing by the side of a highway. Kind of. At oh, Sunday yeah. Time. That's like one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I it was just really cool so in general, not- but yeah. knowing that it was you and kind of what you've been through, I'm like, that's the gravy right there. Yeah. Yep. Like that is my brother. That's not just healing. That's like thriving and. Yeah. Yeah. Putting, thriving. Like, yeah. Like joy out into the world, despite everything. Oh, yeah. when COVID first started there, well, I still go up there all the time. There's a hill just east of my house and Aurora sits about a, 150 feet higher than Denver. And so you can have some of this hill in my house and see the entire front range, the entire sunset. You nice. can see the buildings of Denver. Cause I'm about 15 miles east of the downtown area. Mm-hmm. And so I go up there and play guitar right by that road and people just drive by and honk or they'll pull over or whatever. That's right. Rad. When COVID first happened, this one time I remember forever, this nurse just stopped by and said, can I just listen to you play for a while? Oh I've had a shitty month. Oh, that's so cool. For like a half an hour. And probably because the playing was so bad. But <laughs> she <laughs> and just let me play songs. And she's like, I needed that so much. And then she left, you know, and that's, I was like, wow. that's really service work is what Beautiful. that is. Yeah. I put on a Santa suit and sit on the corner by my house over Christmas this year. Dude, that's like, so up cool. On the, yeah, and just played like Christmas songs, like you know the three and four chord Christmas songs that you yeah. can rock out. And people are driving by, honking, and kids are waving and everything. Oh, that's fun. so awesome! That's great. Um, that's got to so be very therapeutic and fun. It, it yeah. is, and it's just something like, wow, this is so, you know. And people, people enjoy it. I enjoy it. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure, I'm sure Nikki and Owen don't enjoy it as much. <laughs> yeah, I can relate <laughs> to that. A different song. I've heard that same right. song. Dude, seriously. <laughs> But yeah, uh-huh. but I mean, thankfully, Nikki has been great, and it's been, we've used it as a great opportunity to tell our kids use therapy. If you're yeah, broke, yeah. if there's not you're broken, but if there's something that feels broken, go talk through it, you know. And Connor's had some issues with college and stuff, and so he's talked to people before, you know. Because mm-hmm, yeah. we're worried, you know, wondering if depression runs in our family. It seems like it does, you know. My yeah. biological father had some issues with alcoholism and depression and stuff, and then my older sister and stuff, and certainly I think my mom and stuff. And so it's like, why not? give them these resources you know I think that's i think that's beautiful because like when i when you know when i was like a punk ass teenager i went to therapy and and it felt like a punishment so right. i just like it felt like detention so i was yes. going to be the fucking you know shitty kid in detention yes and even well into recovery like well into recovery from drug addiction and alcoholism i sort of like i still had these old stories about therapy you know yeah. and like that it Eh, I don't need that. I, and it's only been the last year or so that I've gone in earnest and I'm like, fuck it's so, I mean, I think it's really cool that you're able to talk to your kids about it, mm-hmm. that you're open about it, that like, even though that scary thing sort of broke you open, you were able to lean into a solution. And, and I can only assume that you're doing okay. Right. Yeah, that, right. That, that thing yeah. didn't, didn't kill you. You kept going. No, exactly. No, exactly right. I'm going to keep going. You know, I owe it, you know, to myself. And then before I was like, oh, I owe it to my kids. But now it's like, that's kind of shifted. You know, I even told Nikki, there were times, you know, I'm like, I'm like, there were times where I was so low in the past 20 years or whatever, that the only reason that I didn't take, you know, oh, easy, easy, the hard way out, whatever, yeah. is because I owe it to my kids not to abandon them like my dad abandoned me. Mm-hmm. And so, but now I don't, just put it on them you know it's like no i owe myself man i owe myself another hopefully 40 years of this earth you know you know to to go enjoy it before my you know faculties die off and stuff and and steve and i've talked about it just with our sort of recovery and meditation and and stuff like that like to be able to sort of cultivate a safe 
place within you mm-hmm. that the storm outside, the volcanoes can burst. I mean, it, it can't be for someone else as much as that's very noble. It, if, if I don't cultivate that love and care and um, openness towards myself and that safe place within I'm fucked. Like if I, you know what I mean? Like right, yeah. anybody it's this, I can, somebody can be, you know, I can be like Jeff Austin on stage at, in surrounded by the solution and be completely shut down. Melting down. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh yeah, absolutely. I completely. Yeah. When you get in your head like that, it's just so hard to get out. But yeah, if you always have like a little lifeline or a little something that you can cling to, you know, like that, yeah. you can just, okay, you got it keep on going you can get through this you think about it differently you know you get the tricks you go force yourself to break a sweat exercising you know yeah. something like that will get me in yeah. even though i just feel like a bag of dicks that day i'm like i'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna force myself to play this guitar just a, for i'm just a, an hour. a wet bag of dicks on this fucking treadmill but yes. I, I don't want to die <laughs> right exactly i'm gonna come down here and play 30 pissed off blues songs but then you know what i'll feel better when i'm done and then i'll go yep. back exactly I always think that I look like some, some cool when I'm on my bicycle and then I'll, we're riding downtown and I see myself and reflect. I'm like, oh, that's what I'm going to think of now and laugh. Thank you. Just like, a bag of dicks. There's a wet bag of dicks out yeah. there, but keep going. You know what's dude. Funny is right now, just no one else is going to see this, but right now, each time I look up at you or whatever, you remind me of, I mean, Jeff Austin always wore a Cubs hat. He had black no glasses, and long brown hair. So no you do. He's like, okay, you got the Jeff Austin look going on. Wow. He did. He had glasses just like yours, long hair like that, and a Cubs hat for like the first 15 years that I knew him. Wow. Wow. Never That's had a beard, but yeah, it's just like okay. So yeah. um, we're getting close to the end of our time, Charlie. But oh, one sure. of the things, one of the things we definitely always want to ask our guests is, and I'm, and I can't wait for your response. What are you listening to these days? What are you oh, into? Um. You know, there's always a never ever ending rotation, always of dead fish, Billy Strings, Yonder Mountain String Band that never, you know, they'll always hear a little bit of those guys almost yeah, right. at least daily. I just went to the record shop and just came back with some JJ Kale, some uh, Leon Russell, and a new Chris Cornell that just got nice. dropped with a bunch of his covers. So that's kind of oh. all over the place. I listen to a lot of, um, listen to a lot of old flat picking guitar. Which is rare, weird because I don't play that style at all. I chop chords and I sing. You know, right. I don't even try right. to flat pick. You know, I'll try to play a solo around the three, four chords of the song, but it's right. pretty garbage, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> but a lot of flat picking guitar. I mean, Billy Strings though is so that whole situation is just incredible. Well, so Billy my Strings. my buddy John Grubbs. I don't know if you listen to this, but thanks, John. He's he's keeps sending me. Well, and Chris, Chris our friend Chris Meek keeps sending sending me like Billy Strings. Yeah, check out Billy Strings. Like, yeah, where do where do I start? I, I've oh. listened to a little bit. I've, I think I've listened to him play some dead stuff. Yeah. Okay. Like, well, he just did that dead run. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, so, I mean, he's playing. I mean, well, if you want to spend 15 bucks, you can watch a webcast tomorrow night because he's playing three shows and nugs.net is doing all three. Oh, cool. You nice. can also listen to my mixler because I play Billy Strings a lot. So uh-huh. I can text Steve my mixler. And yeah, yeah. I mean, wait, I wait, wait. You. Are you the guy that was kind of yeah. streaming stuff? Yeah. That's true. Oh. Yes, I was following okay. your streams on Mixer okay. for sure. Okay. Yeah, so I play Billy Strings all the time. Like, he's going to play three shows that are webcast this weekend. I'll probably play just the audio only on my stream because there's a lot of people that just don't, can't right now pony up for a webcast or just right. don't want to, but they want to listen to it. So I'm like, I'm friends with this sound guy and stuff. He's like, I don't care, dude. And Love I'm it. like, all right, good. I'll mix through the official audio. Yeah, dude, uh, send me that link again. I probably have it. Yeah, it's just Mixler.com. See Shanka. Yeah, okay. I'll send it to you. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. All right, Billy. Yeah, that so I mean, that's page. good. I mean, honestly, if you want to listen to some, just if you have Spotify or something, just look at his most recent album called Home. It just won the Grammy. Okay, it just oh, wow. won the I Grammy for Bluegrass last year, and it's certainly not Bluegrass. <laughs> it's not your father's <laughs> or grandfather's Bluegrass, but his most recent album, Home, that thing is solid. And this kid's only twenty six. Amazing. And he's just he had two hundred thousand people listening to one of his uh, Cap Theater shows online. That's amazing. That's that's yeah. insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because what Trey him. Trey Trey's band did some stuff at the Cap Theater, right? Is that the same place? The, um, well, the yeah, Cap, Cap Theater is a thing. The Beacon. The Beacon. Beacon. The there beacon. we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Because the Cap's like somewhere up in Portsburg or something. Portchester, New York. Portchester, New York. There we go. Yep. I think the beacon. I've never been up there, so I don't even know. I need to get up to the East Coast. Yeah, the beacon's right in Manhattan, I think, isn't it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Beacon's in New York City or that, and I know the other ones, you know, up a ways. Mm -hmm. What about you guys? What are you listening to? 
Oh my god. I I listened to the entire Dark Star from 4872 this evening. Nice. It's oh. ridiculous. It's so amazing. Yes, it is. It's just it's just and I've always been partial to 51172, the Rotterdam show, which has yes. kind of the same it's yes. like the same Dark Star Sugar Magnolia caution. But that five eight one just I was like, oh my god, this is so good. Oh yeah. The one the, <laughs> was it on uh, today in Great Poland History? Yeah, yeah. It was okay. Yeah, on the re-listen app. Gotcha. Nice. Yep. I'm I'm always listening to Pearl Jam. They're kind of the, uh, they released a show because they had to cancel some dates, sure. which we all kind of knew were going to happen. Um, but they had European dates on the books and they canceled them, so they they put a free show out from 2006. Oh, awesome. Uh, 2010. No, it was okay. 2010. It was uh in London, and it was like you know these guys. I mean, they 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 were 20 20 been around 20 years by this time. Right. And this show is nuts. I mean, these That's people awesome. in London are throwing each other around. Ed keeps having to say, like, hey, be safe. We, you know, people <laughs> died at the show 10 years ago. Not going to, like, this isn't the 90s anymore, but people are going crazy. I mean, they were playing their nuts right. off. And well, Pearl Jam got involved with Nugs.net recently. And so you can yeah. get a treasure trove of their archive concerts. I didn't I know, know they were on Nugs. Nugs. I'll have to check it so out. They are on Nugs, and I'm probably going to have to pony up because they've when got they everything on When they started with Nugs, they had $10 that would get you a year. And that's when I signed up because my old subscription died right at the beginning of the pandemic. And so I let it just go for a couple months. And I'm like, well, there are no live shows. Right. I have a big enough hard drive at home with all the other old ones on it. Yeah. And then Pearl Jam got added, and they had a like a like just a deal like, 10 bucks yeah. and you get nugs for the whole year. So I came in on the PJ code. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's, that, that's so funny. You're talking about like, you're the first person. I think we, we connected over initially over like having, you know, we didn't judge music by like how much like physical things you had. It was like how many terabytes you had. Right. <laughs> exactly. If there's anything better than two terabytes of live Grateful Dead music, it's four terabytes of live Grateful Dead exactly. music. Exactly. I, th- Why I you still have, seven have copies of the same show. Well, because yeah. there's seven different sources. Right. Yeah. They all sound different. Yeah. Steve, I still have, are, are those discs that I still have the books of, are those ones yeah. that you and you and, Me Charlie? and Charlie made those? Yeah. Oh yeah. Right now still. <laughs> oh, that's I, awesome. I got rid of all CDs last year, except for like Grateful Dead and Fish, like the bo- the special ones, like Dick's Picks yeah. and stuff like that, right. you know, but all my binders, everything, they're gone. They're gone. It's, it was time. Well, you, got you a, can have the whole that's thing so on crazy, your fucking phone, though, you know. Right. Like, I've got a, I've got an 11 terabyte uh, Buffalo Terra station down here in my office yeah. that's got all the old concerts and stuff on it. Plus, I have right. a description to Nugs and this and that. Right. And so, like, it's good. I was chuckling to myself. I was actually yesterday, I think, because there was a. This is this is like 90, maybe 2000, but we had started doing CDs, and I had hundreds of cassettes. Yep. hundreds of cassettes in these in these like carrying case deals oh yeah and i was at a meeting with got with this guy who was telling me oh cds don't sound as good as tapes use you, you know you're i don't even know why you'd bother to do that and it got so ridiculous i finally said don't move and i literally left the parking lot left the meeting i drove home i grabbed all of my tapes every carrying case that i had it was over 300 tapes uh-huh. and i put them on my shoulders and i threw them in my car and i drove back to the meeting and I got out and I marched up to him and I sat him at his feet and said, here, have all the tapes. Nice. Just to prove a point. <laughs> Did he take them? Oh, yeah. He, oh. <laughs> he, 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 he couldn't believe what was happening. He was yeah. like, wow. what is going on right now? I'm like, yeah, I'm proving a point. You're That's saying awesome. that. See, I'm like, you don't even just you don't know what you're talking about. And here's my proof there. Oh. This is like 15 years worth of collecting at your feet. Have a nice day. All because right. you were convinced that CDs were better and, and it didn't matter. Well, it was, I, I, from my experience, it was better. Right. Like you get, you're getting your own copies of master tapes, not this fourth generation dubbed on a boom box, you know, like <laughs> the hiss, I got to have the hiss. Yeah, of that tape. Like, this, this entire conversation is so ridiculous. He just, he would not, I'm like, fine here, have all of my tapes. <laughs> have all my awesome. tapes damn it i'm not that's my chair i'm not leaving my seat that's pretty right. much it was it was very similar dynamic to that actually like that was me like i was obviously not super okay because yeah, what right. i what what i would say today is oh okay well great man <laughs> <laughs> well that's like your opinion man pretty much that's awesome yeah it was i but i was kind of bummed i'm like you know i kind of like to have those tapes now mm, yeah 
Well, I've got a tape deck right behind me. I'm like, man, it'd be great to have a couple of Grateful Dead tapes just to listen to it on cassette. You know, right. I've got a functional eight track in the receiver that I'm currently using because I'm using my grandparents' receiver from like 1970 that is just phenomenal. It's old and uh, is a Magnavox, but it's awesome. I have my new turntable plugged into it and stuff. But that's my receiver, and it's got a fully functional eight track in it. I don't have any tapes. Yeah, that's that's a- rare though because usually they fucking yeah, shit out. Yeah. Well, they do, but I took the whole thing in and had them refurbish it. You know, oh, I nice. said, hey, whatever's broken in here, fix it, you know, and they right. said, okay, it'll be a couple hundred dollars, but we'll just take it apart and we will make sure it's like new again. And so they did. That's and great. So it was awesome. Next well, up, dude. we did reel to reel. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing yeah, this, Charlie. Dude. Oh, absolutely. Uh, like, you're one of my favorite people. And I, you know, <laughs> Thanks, the, only reason, the only reason you don't hang out is because you live in Denver and I live here, you know. Yeah, but we'll but be we'll hanging out see, soon. We'll get to see you this summer a little bit. That's and some great. Yeah. Do some music. Hope I didn't talk your whole show away. That's no, why that's we're whole, here, dude. That's, that's why you're here. Why, that's exactly why. Like, this will be great. And it's, it was great. Steve, Steve and I will just circle back to the same com- complaints it, without, gotcha. you know what I mean? So it's, right. I hear you. thank you. Yeah. I hear you. I know how it is talking to Steve for a long time. Right. Like, right. It's, it's, really, it's really tedious. It wears on a person. <laughs> I, mean, I know about the, the dead show where your whole tie dye melted all over your body because of the rain. Seven, twelve, ninety. The dye melted <laughs> off the shirt and you were all colored and. Yeah, that was that that I wasn't sure if that was actually happening or not. Oh, okay. Well, we'll just say it did. It, it, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. That's funny. I I was just chuckling as we were sitting there talking. I'm all we're already in like. Well, I was listening to four eight seventy two, but I really prefer five eleven seventy two. There's like five people in the world I can have that conversation with. Yep. That's I love it. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. It's so funny though, and I'll, I'll I keep talking, and you guys want to get off here, but. I'll be, you know, I'll just be driving down the road or whatever, and I'll just hit Sirius Grateful Dead channel or whatever. Yeah. And I'll see a song or a show they're playing, and I'm like, oh man, that's the one Steve told me about way back when or whatever. Because I really, I wasn't a fan of, you know, like the '90s and some of the '80s, you know, right. as much. But there's shows where I'm like, oh, that was Steve Urbauer's first show. I love that show now. You know, that's mm-hmm. like twelve, whatever, ninety, I think. I, I, that's funny you say that because I recently ponied up for a subscription actually i weaseled my way into a cheaper one for a year and uh kirsten and i were driving to carney to look at sandhill cranes last weekend and some show from the late 80s came on and i was like man i now i need to i need to start at like 1986 and go to like yeah. 91 like yeah because yeah. that's a whole era that i sometimes skip you yep. know i stick with my set mid 70s stuff but yep. i was summer of 89 through summer of 90 is for the most part pretty ridiculous yeah okay. Here we go. What really surprised me most out of that 30 trips around the sun box set the Grateful yeah. Dead released was how good the 93 show was. Mm, yeah. It ranks up there high on my mm. list of all 30 of those shows. That 93 would definitely make That's like actually the, I saw, it. well, 91 and 93, I saw a bunch of shows both those yeah. years. And the 93 mm-hmm. was the kind theory. of spotty, but when, when they were on, forget about it. Oh, yeah. Like they were, they were just the same as it ever was. Hmm. Dirk's the theory that the odd numbered years throughout the 80s and 90s until 95 <laughs> are just way better than the even number years. And, you know, I'm like, okay, 89, 91, Let's test it out. 87, 85, 83, 81. I'm like, okay, I can see this. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, but, yeah but fall of 1980, man. Was it? <laughs> oh, God. The, like, oh, yeah, I got you. The whole Florida death. shows in Atlanta. For, anyway. Yeah. All right. <laughs> We've now lost half of our listening audience. Oh god, they're tired. It's like me in sports. Uh-oh, we froze. Hang on and oh, get the, get the gold. Yeah. All awesome. right, Charlie. It's real it's a delight to see. I love you, man. I love and, you too, uh, guys. That's awesome, man. Thanks, thanks man. Thanks for having me on here for sure. And I'll talk awesome. to you more, Joel, one of these days. Yes, but, please. Uh, We'll get I'll on come it. out to more yeah. shows. When we have shows, we'll 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 go to more shows. Yeah, we'll man. If you're ever heading out this way, let me know, and I'll let you it know. Might, if yeah, my out. sister lives out there, so I'll hit you up. Nice. Cool. All right, guys. All right, later. All right, talk to you later. Bye.